Welcome to Season 1, Episode 12 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where you already know at this point, but whatever. Uh, today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 12 of Fringe, the no-brainer. My name is David, and joining me today are Charlie and Nick. Hi, I'm Charlie. And hi, I'm Nick. Did you guys enjoy how I uh, just said fuck it to the intro? Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm... It's, it's Episode 12. I, if someone's starting the podcast on episode 12 of a tv show recap show they're a madman and i don't want them listening <laughs> no david david for all you know they've just decided oh man this was my favorite episode of fringe uh <laughs> i'm gonna go back and i just want to hear someone talk about this episode and they've they, went and found all the podcasts of it and ours was the last one and they started listening to it and they're like the fuck are they talking about and listen, i gone. don't i don't want those weird freaks with brain melting fetishes uh listening to this podcast <laughs> either i'm okay with like, excluding them i uh, am also taking your entire like i don't give a shit about the intro as a i don't give a shit about this episode because oh boy uh, yeah this episode ain't great i didn't not just i didn't like the gore the gore was gross <laughs> you didn't like runny noses coming out of people's ears. No, no. Uh, just, just, just remember, it's it's fine. Well, actually, it's infected. It was kind of green. There was so much substance to it, and I hated it. <laughs> All right, uh, what has everyone been up to since the last time we've recorded? Uh, same old, same old. I guess not a whole lot. Uh, I'm officially no longer working nights, uh, and I'm currently in the process of transferring back over. Uh, to a regular sleep schedule. Unfortunately, because I worked nights for like over a month, uh, my body decided, oh no, wait, that's your new sleep schedule. Uh, and I've been basically depriving myself of sleep the past couple days, which has been super cool. I got four hours of sleep last night and I had three two-hour naps technically over the course of the night last night. Jesus. I woke up twice and I, it was always i got two hours of sleep it was, it was great <laughs> oh i did finally get to see someone other than people i live with that i'm friends with in person for the first time in like two months and it was nick and it was under the worst of circumstances <laughs> car uh, problems. so yeah my girlfriend's car needed a new headlight because the one bulb uh... had burnt out so we found a video on how to pop the headlight out and we're like hey that's not too hard let's go to canadian tire and get a new bulb so we right. go and we're like, we're not 100% sure what bulb to get because we're not seeing the exact serial number on the online one I found. So I hail a guy down and I'm like, hey, what bulb do I need? He runs off to automotive and he's like, hey, you need this bulb. Not this one, but you need this one. And we're like, hey, cool, thanks. Go back home, pop her old bulb out, and I go, we needed the one he said not to get. Yep. <laughs> and you can tell him that the one he told us to get is wrong. It's just, just the shape of the bulb? The shape of the bulb is the same. The connector, like the plug for ah. it, is completely different. Like, will not fit. Okay. So, at this point, the headlight's already out. And I'm like, I'm not putting this back in just to take it out again. So I called Nick and was like, hey, buddy, can you drive me to Canadian Tire real quick? Oh, right, yeah, because you, <laughs> you can't drive yourself. <laughs> And we needed it done that day because yeah. she had to go to work and drive home at 10 p.m. Uh. So I got to see Nick. 
very briefly. It was great. <laughs> That's nice. Still got to see other people. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> Three times a week, though, over Discord, so yeah. not yeah. that different. <laughs> hey, he, he got to see he got to see the beard very briefly in person. Yes. Oh my great. god, you look like you look like you're on the set of Alone or something. You look like a monster. <laughs> oh, it's 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 so great. Uh, I'm so glad that I did that, and that it's now also my human fall flat character because it just makes it way more cursed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nick and I started playing a game that lets you take a picture of yourself, and that's your character. And now it's just Nick with an enormous beard. And it's just so it's ginger. Worst. It's the worst. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's scraggly. You should keep it forever. Uh, no, it's it's good to be gone in a week's time. By the time this episode comes out, this this beard is going to be gone. But you're the only other person ever in like our friend group that is willing and can grow a beard other than myself listen I, I i did i i grew the beard i needed to see what i could grow um the answer was a decent amount the sideburns aren't great and also like the cheeks uh but um oh boy can i ever grow hair on my neck is what i learned oh yeah uh, <laughs> which is actually actually now that i think about it i used to be the tallest person in the group too and then you came along so yeah shave that beard Give me my thing. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is, is I'm just a better version of Charlie. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't grow any facial hair. I can just grow sideburns. They're yeah, real scraggly right now. I really want you to grow your sideburns out. I have been. I haven't, sh- I haven't shaved them down. They're, they're kind of monstrous right now. You could be like the weird Asian culture obsession with Elvis and like that era of pop. You could be an impersonator. The rockabilly like... Yeah, <laughs> the rockabilly Asian look. That's Japanese. Yeah, first of all, that's yeah, racist. I mean, that's racist. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Chinese Elv- like Elvis impersonator like market. Not in. No, uh, I don't um, know. I don't mm. know in the current environment and government. Their music in China. <laughs> Is there music in China? <laughs> yes, but it's all propaganda. <laughs> Ooh. Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about Fridge. Hey, so the, the TV guide for this episode, which is called The No Brainer, is a series of particular gruesome murders across the country lead Walter to determine that the killer is turning the victim's brains into liquid. But solving the case is a special urgency for Olivia, who fears for the welfare of a loved one. That second part doesn't, like, the TV guide makes it imply, like, that's, like, the B plot. But it's really not. Like, that just shows up midway through the episode. It's a single scene. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, think. And the the worst thing is, there is a B plot to this episode. (laughs) That's really important. Yeah. Yeah. The B plot, I would argue, is the best part of this episode. It's this important. (laughs) This episode feels weird because it almost feels like an S, like, computers are bad episode. Like, Mm -hmm. Law and Order will be like, what's current topic? let's do an episode about current topic about three months out of date, like where they had their gamer episode. But this almost has that same feel to it where they're like, oh, you spend all the time on your computer. You're going to go brain dead. Your brain's going to melt. Literally. It it has that feel to it for some reason. Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely it. See, so what's interesting is it feels like it should be preachy, like it's preaching against like not like, you know, take your take your eyes away from your screen, but they never actually preach about that. Yeah, it's it's, it's like episode. a half measure. It's like it's they like... took the plot of one of those like a TV show that had that story behind it 
but then decided not to do the message. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Oh man, like you know, people people are gonna think that we're 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 being too preachy if we add the message in here. But we'll just leave this here, and we'll let other people, you know, on the internet make the message for us." Mm-hmm. It's a weird. Well, let's get into it because it's just a weird episode. Yeah, a little bit, but um we'll we'll start out by uh we'll we'll, we'll uh, meet our first victim as we tend to do gregory wiles who's working at his computer and uh chatting with a friend on the phone uh when a mysterious program begins to like happen like start to work on his well computer. he gets a well, he gets a pop-up and he it's like what's that sound click me yeah which uh anyone else just go god damn it don't fucking click the the random pop-up that appears on your computer this is why we have adblock he's not even (laughs) on the internet he's working on a huckleberry finn paper if the title of his document is anything why yeah how did like that dude must be like i don't even understand how he got the virus like unless yeah no i have no idea because it just pops up randomly yeah and also just looking at this freeze frame, it seemed like they wanted to do, like, again, this episode's kind of weird, where it seems like it would be the one where it's like, oh, yeah, he spends all his time on the computer and all this stuff. But he's got, on his desk, he has some rolls of hockey tape, a couple pucks, and then one puck in a glass case that has 300th on it, assumingly that's his 300th goal. So it's not like he's the super nerd who's always on his computer, he's just some dude. Yeah, just like chilling, uh, working, you know, working on some uh, working on some schoolwork probably. Yeah. Then he but to be fair, it is it is Boston, so they, they do like their hockey. <laughs> uh, do you have any comments about that, Charlie? Hmm? Sorry, you all just, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, Boston. They yeah, know, the they Red, have a hockey team. The Red Sox. They have a they have a hockey team. I think they, they have, have the. I, I, I didn't think they realize have a little that... bit of a. They have a little bit of a history with it. Yeah, they're they're a historic city. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're trying to get at here. <laughs> I didn't uh, realize that their hockey team wore red, Charlie. The the Red Sox. Are they like the Montreal Canadiens? Isn't one of your roommates a big? Uh, you could say fan? they're related to Montreal. <laughs> In terms of how shit they are. <laughs> there's the vinegar that's what we were looking uh, for i'm glad i was able to bring it out <laughs> so this episode aired in 2009 um but that was what 11 years ago yep were people up about uh like computer addiction or screen addiction back then i don't think it was as big of a concept as it is now i think uh, also though screen addiction has been a thing since like tv television yeah yeah and and like this this was certainly the time like this was this was the the rise like the start of smartphones and things like that um yeah was he's got like he's got an ipod classic like you have all this stuff yeah but almost certainly there would have been because i think his parents were also like he spent a lot of time yeah they meant their son spent too much time on the computer like they're like his entire life was online now this is so weird yeah we, we don't understand we do also get a quick uh quick view of his mom coming into the frame being like hey how, how goes how goes the work you know we're heading out we got we got like a got like a dinner date oh yeah and he just doesn't respond and she's yeah. like all right cool whatever because after okay, clicking on the son. link he gets a bunch of super weird images and then yeah and then his mom comes in it's like just flashing at the screen he's not paying attention and then it cuts and it looks like he's crying and you're like those images aren't sad and then the screen starts to warp and a hand comes like out of the screen poltergeist style so 
I'm not going to lie. When I rewatched this, what this really, really reminded me of, um, David, I know you haven't seen this show, but Charlie, did you see Chuck at any point? Uh, the first few seasons, yeah. Okay. You know, oh, when whenever Chuck he gets, gets like, yeah, whenever he gets triggered. Well, no, not even that. When he initially gets the intersect, when he initially gets like the, the thing. It's, oh, yeah. It's just a big series of like images um, just flash at him for like a couple hours. And I watched this and I was like, this is this is just an intersect download. That that like that was all that came <laughs> into my mind. Apparently, too, the special effects team were like, we don't know how to like cheaply model a hand. Yeah, so they did it. Uh yeah. it was a it was a, a dude's hand they like, covered in a green glove, I think is how they did it. Yeah, oh, and, then nice. just, and then just mapped and warped the screen texture onto it, and it looks really good. It yeah. does. And yeah, and it's like he's crying and the hand reaches out and like grabs his head and then we cut to the opening credits. And that's yeah, probably once it's not a woman screaming, but instead we get essentially a jump scare. Yep. Yeah. All it's... kinds of nope with this shit. Like And then we cut to Olivia and her niece playing uh Operation. And I'm sure somewhat intentionally, the first thing after the opening credits is them doing brain freeze on Operation. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. By the way, um, with with Operation, have you guys have you guys ever played like one of the like one of the games of Operation? Like, have you guys uh, actually like ever played like the actual like game before? When I was like nine. So I found like a really old copy of it at my grandmother's when I was a kid, and my brother and I would play it, but we didn't have the like plastic tweezers, so we just grabbed like a pair of like metal tweezers, um, and we'd play it. And we were like, oh, the way that you know is because when you touch the metal side, it shocks you. <laughs> <laughs> hand goes numb and you drop it and you know you like watch people on screen and it goes and they go ah they like throw the thing and you're like oh yeah no i guess it's just it just shocks everyone and it wasn't until like years <laughs> later that i learned no not supposed to do that <laughs> years yeah, later no. nick, nick learned he's been doing irreparable nerve damage to his arms uh, i mean the hand, sure it just hurt a little bit and it's like ah you know you know when Listen, you get like I... a little light shock yeah, I shocked myself with a wall socket once, and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, two of my fingers don't have feeling in them anymore for different reasons. One of them is from that wall socket, the other is because I chopped half of a bit of my finger off. And both uh, those fingers now don't have any feeling. Uh, well, David, I like how I, you two are like the most injury-prone people I know. Yeah. I don't even get that many injuries. Nick. Dude, you got hit by a car less than two years ago. Oh boy, Nick, Charlie. You tripped and hurt yourself so badly a Charlie, year ago. I just, I just want to point out, how long ago do you think it was that I got hit by that car? Wasn't it in like second year? Oh god. Yeah, yeah it was almost how five old years are we ago. Now? How old are we now, Charlie? Oh god. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> i don't like come, that come september it'll be five years since i got hit by a car <laughs> uh, it'll be a whole degree away mm -hmm. two for your girlfriend yeah two for, for the Eastern too wow way to brag hey. yeah nerd <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a nerd who wears his ring all the time yeah but he sounds like a nerd who's never lost his ring in a restaurant the first night he got it listen i found it right away that's not losing <laughs> Oh, that was super great. Spending a couple minutes. <laughs> you say a couple strangers. minutes. It was it was legitimately close to ten. Uh, anyways, let's let's get back to the episode. <laughs> they're playing Operation, and right. they're playing it properly with a nice piece of plastic, like tweezers. Yeah, insulated. The tip is metal, so it can make a connection and buzz, but you know, not shock the poor child playing it. It was way more fun that way. <laughs> I don't doubt. That does sound like more fun, but still. Yeah. 
So they're playing Operation. Can we, what happens next? Um, we just get it's just a nice little like touching like family scene that's happening. Um, Ella, uh, Olivia's niece, um, is um, has has been told had been told previously that she had to go brush her teeth. Um, and her mom, uh, Rachel, uh, comes in and goes, "So you brushed your teeth." And you also dried your toothbrush. Um, and they just have a nice little, like, it's just a nice little scene of, you know, the, the three of them interacting. Like, you can tell, like, you know, they're, they're it feels like they're going to be around for a while. Yeah, uh, it's very, uh, it's very domestic and just fluffy, which exactly. is nice for Fringe, but also fills you with dread because it's Fringe. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> man, how long, how long before they kill one or both of these characters? Exactly. Um, but yeah, we, uh, just move away from this nice scene to back, back into the lab, um, where we have Walter talking with, uh, Peter yep. about, it's, you know, he, it's, he's just giving him the talk. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I would say it's pure, like, uh, Walter as a professor, just randomly lecturing about Darwin and something. Yeah. <laughs> it's even, even like he goes on his whole thing. And at the very end, he's like, thoughts, Peter? Like, it's full on <laughs> just professor mode. Like, yeah. he's giving a lecture. Like, he's going to the class. He's like, what do what you, what do you think? Uh, and then Peter gets a letter or he finds a letter in the mail and he gets like a concerned look on his face. And he throws it out, and Astrid's like, "I'm gonna snooze because that didn't look good." And you're an ex-felon. Yep. I'm assuming is her her mindset. And... Oh, like you know, we know that Peter's into some sketchy shit. Like, yeah. Uh, and then Olivia is like, "Hey, we have a new case." And then Astrid pulls the the letter out of the trash. But when Olivia calls, is like, "We got a new case." Walter's like, "Oh my god, let's go, let's go, let's go." He's so happy about it. Like you can tell, like Walter's like finally getting into the the whole like yeah. case thing, and he's like, "Oh my god, I can't wait! Uh, this is the best part. This is the best part of the day." I know that there's something crazy happening out there, but I don't yeah. know what it is yet. He like rips off his lab coat. And he's like, "Peter, let's go, let's go!" Just like a happy, excited little kid. Exactly. Like except for the opening scene. So far, this has been just a nice little like episode start. Yeah. Um, and then right we have before... to talk to then Olivia and Charlie have to go talk to some grieving parents. <laughs> oh no! I was just gonna say I do really like how like the first thing they're like quizzing them on is like. You know, was he into drugs? Um, and like, just trying to like get that out because obviously this thing was caused by drugs. I mean, <laughs> it could be someone. Someone like replaces his normal drugs with like something else that melts your mind. Like on Fringe, that isn't crazy. Yeah. To, yeah. No, Charlie has a point. <laughs> I just like the idea. I just like the idea of. Oh yeah, no. But these drugs will really melt your mind. Was <laughs> Wasn't last episode worm monster like slug slug yeah. disease? Drink this water, get a cold virus coming out of your stomach. <sighs> yeah, this brain melting drug is totally in the realm of fringe. Yeah, New and also they don't melting. they don't know his brain has been melted yet. They just know he's dead. Well, they've also like they they've obviously seen or at least heard. Oh boy, there was there was some stuff coming out of his face. Yeah, but that could just. <laughs> That's a way to define that. <laughs> yeah, there's so, yeah, there's some stuff coming out of him. But if you don't know what, it could just look like an OD or like something. Yeah, I guess I guess it could just kind of look. It kind of looks like some vomit. Yeah, uh, and they're like, oh, we don't like we don't know who would target him, but he does talk a lot on the computer with his friend Luke Dempsey. Remember that name, Luke Dempsey. Talks yes. a lot to Luke Dempsey. I like these sort of things where the parents talk about their dead child and what their hobbies were. 
Because then I just imagine if I were to have, like, a terrible murder happen to me, like, my parents would be useless. <laughs> the FBI would come to them and be like, so what does he like to do? I'm like, uh, he, I don't know. He plays video games, I guess. <laughs> what kind of video games? <laughs> I don't know. He likes to eat and watch anime. He loves McDonald's? Maybe investigate that? <laughs> they, they, know, I mean, they knew where to spike his food. <laughs> legitimately, if someone was to, like, try to kill David, it's just, like, intercept a Big Mac. Oh, dude, I haven't had it. McDonald's. I haven't had McDonald's in 32 days now. Wow, how's the it's... withdrawal symptoms going? It's terrible. I also ran out of, like, vape pods, like, a couple weeks ago as well. I haven't had nicotine or McDonald's in so long. Oh my no god, shit. this is the best detox. <sighs> David, you just gotta start exercising. You're gonna be in fucking great shape soon. Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> Ring Fit, do it. I also haven't played Ring Fit Adventure in, like, two weeks either. You motherfucker, get back into it. Just cold, just cold turkeying everything. <laughs> Screw exercise and nicotine and McDonald's. My yes, my three joys. <laughs> Two out of three of those are my joys in life. Well, I mean, they'd be they'd be like, what are his hobbies? And they would just open up the one cabinet that's full of chips and the closet that's full of <laughs> diet coke. <laughs> Yeah, I really David, like how we're like, oh, David's David's eating so healthy, and then like two or three days ago, he sends us a Snapchat. <laughs> this is the cabinet that's full of joy. It's just a cabinet full of nine bags of chips, <laughs> and right next to it, just so happens to be forty-eight cans of Diet Coke. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Listen, David, I'm just going to tell you right now. When I was picking orders, the two things that I hated more than anything to pick were fucking bags of chips. And then the, the like, cans, like, the, like, 12-pack or 24-pack, like, cans of, like, uh, of, like, pop. Because the bags of chips just take up way too much fucking space. And then the, the cans, there's no easy way to put those things in a box. It just doesn't work. Those were the worst two things. You are, y'all. Oh. Oh, makes me so mad. Be because we're still on this tangent, and this episode kind of sucks, I went grocery shopping today. Guess what the guy in front of me had in his cart? In uh, line. Alcohol. Beer. 20 no. kilos of flour. Unfortunately, no. That would only actually cost you a dollar more than 10 kilos. Yeah, it's really upsetting. <laughs> did you, did um, you go to the Zares and see that? No, I didn't. No, he had um, a watermelon, some ice cream drumsticks, and then seven cases, seven six-packs of Coke, six six-packs of ginger ale, two six-packs of orange crush, and four six-packs of Sprite. Dude, and sounds like me shopping. Cucumbers. Oh, and 48 bottles of water. Oh, I wouldn't do the water. I drink tap water. And I just, like, why? What do you need that for? These, why are you these... doing this in one run? Is your family all, like, going to be diabetics in a couple weeks? <laughs> Probably. Why not go to Costco if you're buying that much soda? I don't know. It was just like, he, he just took up all this time and space. I'm like, your cart can't hold anything else. Why are you just... Oh, sorry, and one six-pack of iced tea. Ah, yes. Of That's course. weird. I'm like, what are you why? Are you having a party? Stop it. Don't do that. <laughs> if you are, you really shouldn't be. <laughs> That's against the rule. Oh, man. Hey, yeah. right now my neighbors are doing so much yard work. It's ridiculous. They had a delivery of flowers, like of like potted flowers to plant come in. And also they have like a caulking and like window team in doing all their windows damn and i'm like why are you bringing more people here this is not this is not the point of quarantine hey at least where charlie and i are there aren't very many cases left most of them have been resolved yeah, yeah. hey at least no one's um done any more hate crimes to us hey <laughs> that's sadly a positive 
since the last time, which is nice. I'm glad that people realized, oh, no, wait, that was a shitty thing, or are at least stuck inside so they can't continue to do the shitty thing. Yeah. Oh, there was a weird thing. A couple, I think it was like a couple, since we're, we're completely tangented, uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago, uh, around, I was playing video games, and it was like three in the morning or something, and then I heard noises coming from outside, and I looked, and there was like three kids, like, they, I think they were like 14 or 15, like that age, in the middle of the street at 3 in the morning, and two of them were fighting, and the third one was recording. Alright then. <laughs> and it was just 3 in the morning, I'm looking out my window, watching these children punch each other as the third one records it. And I'm like, I'm sure this is fine, I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> nice. It was very weird. <laughs> Super weird. Okay. All I right. guess we should let's get back to this episode. We've now done our done our official allotment of tangents yeah. for the day. Uh, I don't uh, believe Walter that. starts drilling into the kid's head and notes that, oh hey, his brain is completely liquid. You're like, mm, starts, that, that sounds tasty. Yeah, he starts like draining it out into like a jar and it's just like slop. Oh yeah. I really like it's... like the hypothesis as well that he gives at the point. Um where he's like, "Oh yeah, no, maybe he got he uh, contracted like an advanced form of syphilis and it cooked his brain." <laughs> and Peter immediately is kind of terrified by this. He's like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> is this a possibility? I do enjoy uh Walter's just casual like uh, conversation with uh, Olivia or a remark to Olivia, just be like, "Oh yes, STDs are very dangerous. You always ensure that you make a partner wear a condom, right?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like looks. He like basically does like the the teacher parent thing, where it's like, "And kids, remember, always use protection." This is the second time now in Fringe that someone has <laughs> specifically to Olivia talked about protection and the importance of it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, now I'm just thinking back to uh, old baby episode where yep. she has oh, the was... dream. Yep. Oh, that's not okay. Yeah. But yeah, and they're like, well, maybe there's like record of a drug he took on his hard drive. And Astrid's like, I tried, but the platters have been fused together. And here comes an issue with this episode that I have. Uh, I was I like, all right, have let's, let's get into the whole computer side and how much it's so, going to piss you guys off. Hard drive platters are made out of a cobalt alloy. Cobalt's like melting point is 1600 degrees Celsius. If you want to say like something else melted and fused them together, cool. That's probably the aluminum in the casing. That's melting point is still 600 degrees Celsius. How did it get that hot? Uh, yeah, no, SATA power can't uh, provide that much. Uh... Yeah, the, the physics don't work out. <laughs> like the, the electricity, there's not enough electricity. Especially because they show later, and the hard drive is like fucking charred. Uh... It's so, it looks, yeah, Olivia even remarks, it looks like someone took a blowtorch to it. Which I don't think a blowtorch would be hot enough, though, to melt the cobalt discs. So there's, there's a, a convention called uh, DEF CON, and they do like all the data like can we hack this voting machine and someone had a really good talk about seven or eight years ago on how can you completely destroy a hard drive like say you wanted to host a data center that if was to be rated you could flick a switch and it would destroy all the data a hundred percent and they went through and it's like well you could you could blow up the hard drives but with some forensic techniques they're still going to be able to recover some amount of information on there and they blew the things up with thermite and it nice. didn't completely destroy the disc and they're they like could still get data out of it <laughs> i think the conclusion was the only way to 100 percent erase a hard drive is degauss it 
and throw it in a crusher and then burn those remains and scatter the ashes. <laughs> to be fair, we do then learn, oh no, wait, we can get the data off of this because... <laughs> Which that's the truth. That's truth in the science. You can yep, still get, get the that. data off of it. <laughs> we, we'll, we can we'll get, get... You can get the data off the top platter. Yes. That's it. Um... Though we do also get um, that uh, we get we get from Astrid at this point, or no? Um, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. There's there's a couple more scenes before we get back to the the, the hard drives. But um, Luke Dempsey, who has mentioned several times previously, uh, Olivia goes, yeah, no, should probably talk to this guy. Um, and Luke seems actually genuinely like you know upset that his friend has died, uh, which is a good sign. Um, I will. There was an interesting phrase there. He's just like, "Yeah, I was just IMing him last night." I'm like, "No one oh. says that. No one would have said that even in 2009." They would have said like, "Yeah, I was aiming him." His aim yeah. was was aim still around? I 2009. I think it was on the way out back then because we were all MSN messenger kids. Ugh. That's our generation. Oh yeah. god. So yeah, just say messaging. Like God. Yep. But. Yeah, no, he, he basically says, like, yeah, no, I knew I knew Luke because, like, our dads worked together. We stayed friends. Um, and it's, like, made kind of clear that uh, their dads are definitely not friends anymore. Though <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he expressly says why. No, he doesn't. He just, it's just implied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then we get told that there's been another death. Um, and they go to this car dealership. And, oh, boy, this, this guy had a real big sneeze. Uh, oh God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> it That's does one look way... really nasty. <laughs> oh, I will say as well. Uh, while Olivia's getting out of that car for the second to go to the car uh, dealership, there's a huge lens flare. Oh yeah, this is this is the return of the lens flares. There were like multiple huge, during this episode. Huge lens flare on the car door as she opens it, and it goes across the screen and over her face. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> well, we have a lens flare during um, the initial like heart, like nice scene between Olivia and uh, Olivia and Ella as well. Like, there's there's a bunch of lens flares in this episode. It's really funny. We got the return of them. JJ is a master. Exactly. He he waited just long enough that we couldn't like trash him on it, and then it came back. <laughs> Except every time we notice one, we immediately bring it up. Yep. It's just because JJ's known for it at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, oh, God, that is such a big lens flare. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's oh, an it's overcast it's, day, too. Like, there's all so soft shadows. There's no reason for it. Exactly. It's so enormous as well. Anyways. Well, over this lens flare. It's noon and it's overcast because there's no hard shadows on anyone. <laughs> There's no reason for that much light. Just, and it's also not like a white. It's like blue. It's such a it's, weird color of lens blue, flare. It's a blue, yellowish lens flare. Yeah, it's it's JJ's staple. <laughs> Why is it there? Don't worry I don't about understand. it. But um, we we have this scene where um, we're in this car dealership, and Olivia's just um, interviewing the uh, interviewing the manager of the car dealership. Um, and he's just being like, yeah, no, he, he was just like a pretty solid guy. Like, I don't know why anyone would hate him. You know, he's been here for about three years. Um, and you know, he's, he's like, oh man, uh, to Olivia, he's like, oh man, you must be judging me. And she's like, no, I'm not judging you for this. And then at the end, she's like, Hey, can I have like your business card so that I can like get this back? And he just starts like, he, obviously there's like something in his mind. It's like, oh yeah, no, I, uh, 
when I'm handing a business card over, I have to like start like giving a pitch, and he starts giving a car pitch to Olivia. Yeah, just yeah. automatically. And it's like he's like, he's like, yeah, here's here's my car. We got some great new SUVs, and she's like, I'm judging you now. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> well, he to be fair, he does have the awareness where he says that. Then he looks up and he's like, now you're judging me. Yeah, <laughs> and she just kind of smiles at him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we uh, so we've now got two victims. Uh, we have no idea how they're connected at this point, um, and uh, both their hard drives have just been completely trashed. Like so- someone went in there with a blowtorch, like <laughs> as you do. And Astrid starts uh, talking about this and being like, "Hey, I uh, can't really recover much off of these hard drives, uh, but uh, both of them downloaded an, enorm- an enormous file right before their computers crashed. A and huge, you guys catch how big their enormous huge file was? File six hundred and fifty-seven megabytes. <laughs> it was like massive, like six hundred and seventy megabytes or something. I wrote down the exact number: six fifty-seven. Oh man, it was a great amount of data. That was yeah. it was like." <laughs> Also, enormous. again, here's here's my, my thing. Astrid herself shouldn't be able to recover any data off those hard drives. If they were heated to the amount that they fused together, then they shouldn't be able to spin and the head shouldn't be able to read anything. Or they got so hot that it somehow lost or it would lose some of its magnetism. You need like an electron microscope to recover some of that data. But she's been playing with computers since she was a kid and she had a cop side minor. <laughs> yeah, she's been playing with computers since minor. she was a they Obviously. don't even talk about her having like a computer forensics. This show bugs me now. <laughs> this episode is just ugh. every time Fringe has been so good about not having the CSI like hacking scene. And then there's this episode. And then there's hey, don't worry. This is just like how I was super pissed off about last episode. It oh, just yeah. I think it directly correlates to how much you know about whatever actual science they're trying to fringe off of. Yeah. That's how annoying you think it is. Because this is Charlie's bread and butter, and that's why he's furious about it. And <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, medical stuff is your bread and butter, and that's why you were furious about it. <laughs> well, to be fair, we were all furious about that one. Yes, yeah. that one was too obvious. But anyways, um, well, uh, after hearing that this absolutely massive half gigabyte file was downloaded on these computers, <laughs> um, Peter is so shocked, um, and so is the rest of the, the rest of the group when they learned that the uh, that the phone has started ringing um, in the lab. And they're like, "Wow, that's a, that's something I've never heard again before." Or in Walter's case, it's like, "Oh, I haven't heard that in years." Uh, <laughs> yeah, who hooked that phone line back up? Um, Harvard, I guess. You might as I well. Guess- Surely I assume... they must have been like, no, we don't need this. Well, do you think it was just like somewhere on the maintenance list? They just have a list of phones that they need to like check to make sure are operable. And that's just still on the list and no one removed it. I guess. That seems pretty likely to me. Charlie, what do you think? Oh. I, I can't, like the lab was shut down for so long. Yeah, I guess. It wouldn't, it, it wouldn't cost very much. I don't know. It's just I just feel like that that line would have been disconnected. Nah, nah. It like they basically they turned it into a storage room. Like it's fine. You know, you, you want to be able to have it where any any room that you're in, if there's an emergency there, you can give a call out. Um, and this was, you know, that like, makes sense. Like 2009 was still like yes, cell phones were very prevalent at that point. But like during like the early 2000s, very much less so. So yeah, makes sense. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah, but Peter yeah. answers the phone, and despite being a con man, he is showing super obvious body language throughout this entire episode that something's wrong. He's like, yeah, it's just a wrong number. Shady look, shady look. Despite being um, a con man, not a great liar. Yep. Yeah. But he's like, hey, I uh, I know someone who might be able to get more off this hard drive. 
Um, and Olivia's like, all right, uh, sh- should I even ask? He's like, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know who this guy is. And like, the guy doesn't seem too super. Uh... Yeah, the dude seems to be like running a legitimate tech shop. Yeah, like it, it doesn't seem like he's with the mob. Also, also <laughs> the wiki know. description says that he leads him into a back room. He has a fully functioning high-tech computer lab. Uh, he's got like some makeshift servers kind of haphazardly wired together. He, he also just room. plugs the hard drive into a random SATA cable that's just <laughs> sitting on like a server rack. I thought that was ridiculous. Listen. Yeah, and he just, he just, there's an open case. He plugs the hard drive into that, goes to a completely different computer, and um, starts loading up um, a memory test. And then um, he starts running a memory check on test.c to find memory leaks. And it, it looks like he's just running Valgrind on some, on some file, is what it looks like. And then there's two different fonts on this one terminal window. And listen, a comp sci, like hiring a comp sci advisor would have been too expensive. They yeah. hired medical advisors for this show, though. And they did a terrible job. They yeah. Were, they could do better. <laughs> well, they hired medical advisors and their big advice was, what if you made a virus big? <laughs> <laughs> so you see how well that worked. Um, but yeah, so Peter like is, is meeting someone from his past at this point. Um and you, you can tell, like, that it was interesting because you, you've got, like, Peter, like, basically, like, giving back this, like, gold coin uh, that has, like, obvious significance, but you don't learn very much more about it. Just that yeah. he obviously wants it back. It's a cool gold coin. Oh. It, it is it is a cool gold coin and probably a family heirloom. And Peter does give some uh, sage advice of, hey, I, I keep this around to remind me to not gamble on anything I couldn't uh, stand to lose. Yeah. Which, you know, pretty sage advice right there. It is a very sage advice. And then Olivia's talking to Sanford, and he's like, well, this obviously seems like a biohazard. This should be given to the CDC. And she's like, really, dude? Like, knowing what goes on here? You really think the CDC? This is what I don't get. Everyone's like, ah, we should pass this off to a mundane agency. And I'm like, but maybe you shouldn't? They're probably not going to know either. This is also what the point in the episode, like, this is the first time that we see uh, Harris again. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, God damn it! I thought he was just a one-episode character. Like, Yeah. Nope. You know, he's he sticking gone. around. I will say Harris does have a tiny bit of a point when he complains about Fringe Division not following uh, regulations. Because if oh, there's yeah. one thing Olivia has loved to do for this past episodes, it's ignore regular regulations. But again, you're dealing with like obscure science. I feel like those regulations don't really apply anymore. Uh, I just mean more regulations about, you know, getting subpoenas, not talking to people, not, oh, not yeah, yeah. breaking into people's houses when they're having a wake, things like that. This is this is a big issue I have with a lot of shows and plot lines where a character does something like blatantly illegal or wrong. And someone's like, you shouldn't do that. It's blatantly illegal or wrong. And then them doing that proves like, oh, I think this guy's like a, a criminal. I'm going to break into his house and get proof. And they're like, you can't do that. That's illegal. And then she gets proof that they were doing that. Like he was a criminal, but for something else. And she's like, see, I found it out. And they're like, I guess you were right. And it's like, yeah, but she like violated a lot of laws doing that. Yeah, oh, in real you're... life, that evidence would get thrown out of the court. Yeah, now you're reinforcing that behavior. This isn't this isn't good. They're not a hero, but it's fine because we're we're in the land of fringe where things don't go to court. Yeah, maybe uh... they have weird fringe law as well. I assume they're all arrested under the Patriot Act as domestic terrorists. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh God, too dark. 
They could just be held indefinitely. Yeah, it's fine. Guantanamo has a fringe section. Oh god. Fringe torture? Isn't that just massive dynamic? <laughs> yeah, basically. pretty much. Guantanamo Bay, massive dynamic uh, sector. <laughs> massive right. Guantanamo. So Harris is giving her a bunch of shit, but eventually Olivia manages to argue that, uh, no, we've already talked to the CDC, they don't know what's going on, this is obviously our thing, and Harris is like, well, screw that, you guys have 12 hours, if you don't solve it by 12 hours, uh, we're gonna give it away to someone, or we're gonna put it into someone who I think is more capable of shit. Yeah, and I think it's just- a classic, uh, we're on the clock sort of thing. Yeah, it's just to add more, like, pressure and stakes to it, which, like, I don't feel like Fringe needed. Yeah, Fringe I always had, like, kind of implied- timeline or like deadlines in it where it's like if we don't stop this guy he's gonna kill someone else now it's like <laughs> if you don't stop this killer i'm going to let the killer keep killing people because i'm giving the case away exactly but we then uh flip back over to uh the the, the computer lab the very high-tech computer lab uh <laughs> where akeem starts to tell peter oh no this is this is a very complex program um and mentions that some of it isn't even computer code, which is really confusing. Like, because really, then what really is it? Confusing. <laughs> yeah, and then this is the only part of like the CSI hacking scenes that I'm okay with. He's like, "Oh, look, they bounced. They like bounced around proxy servers. I can't tell where this originated from." And he, he's got up a map, and he's got all these IP addresses. And if you know anything about IP addresses, they can't go above a certain value because of how the numbers are stored. And that number is two fifty five. There's some here that end in 658. And the reason they get a pass for bypassing that is they can't actually give out real IP addresses. No, because those are real could things. point to someone's computer. Yeah, they're just like phone numbers. You can't do real phone numbers. <laughs> so they but, get a pass on that faux pas. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Olivia is going through the FBI database. She searches her own name to start, as you always do. Um, yeah. And yep. then uh, tries to find, like, look at some, like, medical records and, like, tries to see if she can find any connection between them. Um, obviously, also, can't her, really find it. Her search query is cross-reference medical records. Oh, I wrote that down, too. I was furious. <laughs> but, like, there's a tab. There's a checkbox directly underneath that that says records. Like, Let's just, I, I cross-reference it with what? Olivia, I'm glad that you guys are so pissed off at all the computer that happens in this episode. Oh, so well, that's just because this is literally what my job has been is just cross-referencing data points, and I'm like, <laughs> this computer automatically does it. That's bullshit. <laughs> in 2009, of all things, you just and it's also like, oh, and there's also natural language processing for the search term, so it knows what you're doing. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit uh, yeah and the guy's like I can't find where the program originated from but hey look someone's downloading it right now hey look it's at Olivia's apartment yeah and Peter's immediately like oh shit <laughs> and Olivia's looking up meanwhile she's looking up like medical paper on brain liquefaction and Peter's mm -hmm. like hey you're at your apartment right on your laptop and she's like no and he's like well, someone's downloading the program and she's like Oh shit, my niece. Yep, and we cut to uh, Ella pulling out her MacBook and opening it, where it's already open to uh, a great game called Paint a Pony, which is rated E for everyone. It says oh. that in the top right corner of the screen. Actually, I would also like. <laughs> yeah. To we we get an, uh, we get a scene of Olivia in the car, um, trying to, like racing home essentially while on the phone call with Peter. And part of my favorite thing about this is there's a car that passes Olivia as this is happening. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yes. That's not great. Blue screen? 
or uh, whatever footage they use then for the blue screen replacement is it good oh yeah someone cruises by her it's not even like a slow overtake they're going like at least 10k over her yeah oh man it's Olivia really racing back going, I don't actually like Ella that much. I'd be fine if she died. She's like, maybe it's my sister and it means that then I get to take care of Ella myself. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, her niece paints the pony pink. Yeah. Choose better color schemes, kid. Those clash. <laughs> Olivia keeps trying to dial on her Blackberry while driving through Austin traffic. And, Very unsafe. Yeah. And the, the what's that noise thing pops up. And Ella's like, of course I want to know what that noise is. Well, she asks first. She's like, Mom, something weird. Like, obviously, she's been told, hey, don't click the random things that show up on the computer. Yeah. And Mom's like, eh, don't worry about it. I'll be there in a minute. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm cooking. Uh, I mean, it was it was already implied earlier that Ella doesn't listen to her mom anyways. Yeah. With the whole not brushing her teeth scenario. And then Ella clicks on it, and the hand starts coming out of the screen. Now, earlier, I don't know if they explained this, but earlier when the first guy was looking at it, he was already, like, crying brain matter before the hand grabbed him. I think he was just regular crying. I think it was just regular tears. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's supposed to be brain. Well, no, because it was coming out of his eyes first, and it was just regular, like, transparent tears, is what I saw. I don't know, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be brain. Because, like, then why doesn't... I don't know. I'm Maybe just younger saying, kids are... I'm just saying Ella should be more brain damaged than she actually turns out to be. Younger children are more resistant to it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's some weird thing they could explain. Plot device. It's fine. Anyways, um, Ella starts seeing the weird, uh, the weird images on the screen um and a the a hand starts reaching out from the screen towards her as well uh we're like oh cool i guess we're losing ella that's what this cute moment at the start was uh and you're like oh you, you can't kill a kid that's not really okay like hey house did in episode two nice uh but anyways uh olivia races home um and this time on the second scene of her racing home she actually is not getting passed by cars, which is great. Um, she's actually realized that this is serious. Um, <laughs> runs into the apartment and... Uh, the With a gun seems... pulled out. Sorry? <laughs> With her gun pulled out as well. Yes, which is also great. She's going to shoot the computer. Uh... Or the kid. You don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Death um, by bullet is kinder than death by brain melt. Shoot her in the brain first, so it doesn't. She doesn't. her brain doesn't melt at least. Yeah, but as, <laughs> she, opens, as she opens the door and like sees it, the program like kind of exits itself and her face is like auntie Liv, when did you get home well she at first she doesn't respond or anything like uh yeah olivia's sister is like yeah olivia's sister is like what the fuck is going on you scared me and olivia like starts shaking ella and she's not responding and then after a little bit she goes she's like ella blinks and be like oh what are you doing here yeah yeah and then peter's playing with ella while olivia talks to charlie and starts flirting mm-hmm. with uh, Rachel. So much flirting. And then, yeah, that subplot's happening. Prepare yourselves for that. It's pretty- Ugh, Walter is upset about this, as you all should be. <laughs> what do you mean? It's P- Peter's made sure, essentially, hey, I don't want to be fucking with my work colleague, so... I'll fuck the closest thing that I can. Her I'll sister. <laughs> exactly. But Walter's the original shipper. <laughs> <laughs> Upon seeing Olivia, he's like, ah, yes, my son will have sex with me. You will fall in love. Essentially. And then does everything he can to make that happen. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, while it's all happening, um, we have like we have essentially just like 
uh, Charlie is like, all right, we, we got to call some computer forensics, figure out what's going on on your computer and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ella talks about, she's like, oh yeah, no, I remember a bit more. There was a hand reaching out from the computer. And they're all like, that's not okay. And Rachel's like, all right, you, you've had too much sugar. No, we're, we're cutting back your sugar. Uh, okay, yeah, sugar dreams are a thing. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Olivia then like, walks over to the computer and sees that the like the camera light is on. And we get, oh, it's, it's a cheesy little uh Oh, yeah. It's like Olivia stares into the webcam, and then we cut to the guy staring at Olivia through her webcam. And, and then the for some reason, just... he also has a camera on himself. And the guy also yes. talks to himself, and it's just like, yep, it's me you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, either he's literally like, yeah, that's right, it's me. <laughs> and then he gets a notification that there's unauthorized access from his building security. And it just turns out to be his son, Luke Dempsey delivering him food yeah and you're like oh uh, i guess i guess this is uh i guess this is his dad cool yeah and then um, and, and luke seems to actually be like kind of a caring son like he's like hey dad how's it going brings him some lunch he's like you want like, a job yet not be in this dank dark basement or Get a warehouse job. yeah how's the job <laughs> going buddy and um his, his dad seems to just be playing the teenager and luke seems to be playing the adult in this entire thing yeah, um, and that continues when he looks over and sees that his dad's been sleeping here because he set up like a little like camp cot. He's like, yeah. "You've been sleeping here," and his dad's like, "All right, it's time for you to leave." Uh, He's like, "I've been working on something new. I think people are really gonna like it." Yeah, his dad uh, has gone full psycho here. Yeah, I mean, like, if you not think if the government was like, "Oh my God, there's a computer virus that can kill people," would you like a military contract? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, maybe. You don't yeah. think like the U.S. government would be like, "Yes, please." No, they, they probably know be. that's just what happens at the end of this episode. Is yeah, it... Master Dynamic probably buys the virus. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, look, killed all the terrorists. We sent we them an it. email saying that a Saudi prince wanted to give them money. <laughs> I'll click the link. <laughs> we sent them a link saying "U.S. Surrender MOV," <laughs> <laughs> and they opened it. Um. But yeah, we then cut back to the FBI, um, where there's a lot of commotion happening, but uh, Olivia's talking with uh, Broyles and Peter, um, and uh, mentions, hey, uh, I saw my webcam was on, um, and Ella doesn't know how to use my webcam. As far as you know. First of all, as far as you know, and second of all, for all you know, that program decided it was going to use the webcam, like, just just her, like, coloring program. Also, that better not have been a work Oh, yeah. Like, well, could it's you a, it's a go to Broyles and be like, yeah, so my niece was playing, like, Paint-A-Pony on my work computer, and he's like, she was fucking what? <laughs> it's a it's you a like, math. Don't... stick around on an FBI laptop? I don't think the FBI use Macs as their work uh, work machines. Like, 2009, they, they weren't, like, you know, computers, like, laptops weren't, like, super expensive. Like, there's a chance that was just a, well, she, I mean, she just had a secondary one. Yeah, well, we've seen the past she has, like, a different laptop, like, at the beginning of the series, but... We can hope this wasn't a work computer. That, yeah. you know, she didn't have a password on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good thing Olivia, or it's a good thing uh, Ella didn't click the file that was just gruesome murders. <laughs> yeah. Those, those were the hands that were grabbing out to grab her. She was mesmerized by all these dead bodies. Jeez. Oh. Auntie Liv, did these people have colds? Is that why there's all this snot on their face? Why are they sleeping while they have this snot on their face? <laughs> Isn't that uncomfortable? They should wipe it away. God, these people don't have any brains. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, basically, they are. 
basically Olivia's just like, yeah, still don't know how these how these people are connected at all. So we have no idea, like, you know, we have no idea what the motive is. There just seems to be some random ki- like some random killings happening here. Yeah. And um, then woman comes home and finds her husband brains spilled all over his shirt. Dead. I really, I really like how she like comes upstairs and she sees him and she sees like the like, you know, it's like, oh, how's it going, Mr. Dow Jones? Like, you know, he's like obviously like a stock trader because you know he's mm-hmm. got the stonks up on his computer. Yeah. Um, stonks. And he's like and he's not responding. She's like, Are you dead? And it's like, oh, that's that that's a poor choice of words right now. Because the answer is yes. <laughs> Just imagine being like, hey, I got that, I got that role. Oh, nice. What are you doing? Well, I'm in a chair. They basically cover my nose and mouth in quote-unquote brain and then i have to roll my eyes back and like i get two seconds i'm dead hey it's better than just being like a prostitute in a background scene of like an hbo show (laughs) sucking some dude's dick (laughs) like that's a great have you seen that sketch yes i have that's what i'm referencing it's a bunch of people being like oh yeah so i got this part and it's like we're all naked. I'm on all fours. He tells me, and the parents are like, "Oh my god, are you doing porn?" They're like, "No, no, no. It's HBO." And it's like, yeah. "It's not porn. It's just HBO. It's fine." It's just the and one then, girl describing some dude jacking off on her. But oh, the god. best, the craziest part is they're they're referencing actual scenes from yep. actual HBO shows. Oh god! Like this is all stuff that HBO has aired. Fortunately, this wasn't on HBO. Uh, Fringe wasn't on HBO. Oh my god, could you imagine if it was, though? No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, yeah. They could go weird places with that. I, I don't need to go to those places. Oh. I'm happy with the amount of body gore that we got. I don't need imagine, like, penis imagine, gore. <laughs> imagine old baby episode, but HBO. Oh. Oh, oh. No, thank you. Oh, imagine yeah i don't want to see like uh they should that do actual c-section yeah it just makes me feel it reminds me of black mirror is what i'm thinking of is if you get into like r-rated sort of like sci-fi just reminds me of like black mirror stuff and i'm just like fringe black mirror would be an interesting crossover well i mean fringe black mirror is basically just black mirror at a certain point yeah just because black mirror goes way darker than i think fringe does usually we're yeah. just saying something well did you hear i think it was like charlie booker came out and was like yeah we're not doing a new season of black mirror it's too depressing in real life right now for that mm-hmm. yeah that was great <laughs> he uh he did a episode of so he used to do a show called screen wipe where he would comment on like daily news and like what's going on on tv and he did a special called antiviral wipe uh like a couple of days ago that's just talking about the coronavirus situation oh, it's nice. really good it's oh, a nice little charlie booker's like tv presenting is still very cynical but it co- it's comedy uh based so yeah. it's nice he does a great um uh reality tv episode where he's like mm-hmm. look we filmed like 10 hours i can cut it eight different ways to be like this this supermodel's really into me or this supermodel hates my guts. I'm super funny. I'm not funny. All right guys, enough shouting out other things right now. Ugh, this episode sucks though. <laughs> back back to the episode. We um then get the the, the classic phone call of hey, um Olivia getting from uh Charlie going, "Hey, uh we've got, we've got another victim." Um and uh Olivia's, you know, kind of you know, dealing with the phone call, um, and it's like, all right, uh, to the lab. And Peter spots this older woman 
uh, staring at him. And Olivia kind of notices it because once again, Peter's terrible with his body language. Oh, yeah. Um, and Peter's like, all right, I'll meet you down in the lab. And Olivia's like, all right, I guess it's fine. Talk with this old woman. And you're like, oh, God, is this woman part of the mob? Because at this point, like, I was like, you know, you're like, oh, this is another like mob B, B episode that's happening. Yeah. Well, I uh, mean, no, because the letter he throws out in the beginning is addressed to Walter. Okay. I didn't catch that the first time around. Yeah, I just saw Bishop. I didn't catch the Walter. Because it was yeah. written in cursive as well, so it's not well, that, great that for that. them calling Walter's lab number? Yeah. I thought they were that just messing sense. with Peter at that point. That would be impressive. <laughs> yes. But I think they've almost entirely dropped the mob B-plot. We'll see. I think the there the are a couple yeah. more references to it for the rest of the season. Yeah, they wrap it up kind of abruptly, if I remember yeah. right. Uh, but... Anyways, we learned that this uh, older woman is uh, Jessica Warren, who is the mother of the lab assistant who died. And like ultimately, the episode that uh, led to Walter being imprisoned. Um, and uh, she wants to talk to Walter. And Peter's like, all right, it's not going to bring you like, you know, he's like, no, it's not going to bring your daughter back. And I don't want you, um, you know, blaming, you know, blaming him for all of this. And basically just says, like, no, it's not going to happen. And leaves the scene just like that. Yeah. And then and obviously Walter, that's the last we're going to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, and then Walter has a theory on how the people died. And it's basically the virus, like the program causes people's brains to go in an infinite loop and it overheats and melts. Horrifying on so many levels. Yeah. It's just a stack overflow, but for your cranium. <laughs> and when oh, the no. stack overflows kind of like cry frontal lobe <laughs> oh it is what's happening basically it's it's a good time what's that droopy goat of your ear oh that's just language center <laughs> that's just my ability to imagine things <laughs> yeah imagine not being able to picture things yeah what a free what a sad sad life that would be i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> How would you not realize until you're of age, like really yeah. old? That's crazy. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Internal monologue's great. And that's that's all that you really need. <laughs> how do you 3D model things? I don't understand how you even did SolidWorks, Nick. Don't worry, David. My grades were still higher than yours. <laughs> I don't think for the SolidWorks sections. No, it was a trip when he was explaining like his his one um, his one project, and he like passes me the box that's been 3d modeled and i'm like dude why are your edges like numbered like this because it's like it seems unintuitive where it's like sometimes like one in four are opposite but sometimes they're adjacent edges like that doesn't make sense why wouldn't you do it like this and he's like dude i can't picture things that's not how i think <laughs> it, it right. works in my mind trust me <laughs> It's like every time we asked one of my old roommates the color of something, and he's like, guys, I'm colorblind. You can't keep doing this. And you were like, so? What's the color of this, dude? <laughs> What's the color of that orange jacket? He's like, I don't know what orange is. Oh. It's just very insulting. It really is. Uh, okay, and then, guys, episode. We gotta get through this. Yeah. Uh, Olivia, okay, we're just gonna marathon through the rest of this. All right, go, um, go, Charlie. I believe in you. Olivia talks to Peter about Jessica Warren. She's like, I know that she's the mother of the lab assistant who died in the fire that caused Walter to be put in the mental asylum. Olivia's like, he should talk to her. It could give them both closure. And Peter's like, he's not ready for that. And then Astrid cuts them off in the middle of this discussion. Is like, hey, I think I know how the victims are related. Um, the last victim, the stock trader, was married to Luke Dempsey's mother after 
his mother and father divorced. And then Greg's dad used to work with Luke's dad. So it's uh, Luke's dad is getting back at his wife for remarrying and his old friend by killing his son. Which is very fucked up. Yeah. And then it's like Gregory Wiles' father used to be Brian Dempsey's boss, but fired him. And so Paul Dempsey is going after the people who hurt him by targeting their loved ones. When I'm like, why wouldn't you just melt their brains? But hey, don't worry about it. Is that too obvious? No, he's just a sociopath. Yeah. They go back to the FBI building and it's like, oh, we have Luke Dempsey in interrogation. And Harris is like, "Uh, get in there and break him. (laughs) And she's like, I could just like sweat him out. And if we go too aggressively, he's going to try and lawyer up. And he's like, no, 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 you can do it. And she's like, I really don't think that he's like, get in there. So she does. Guess what he, guess what he does. <laughs> yeah. They go in too hard. And she's like, we think your dad did. And he's like, I want a lawyer. But Olivia's like, I'm craftier than this. And he's dumb. Give me, f- wait five minutes and then rele- release him. And they just follow him back to Brian's hideout. Because Olivia is good at her goddamn job. <laughs> Uh, Harris finds out that Luke had been released and Olivia is gone because she's tracking him and he's like track her vehicle he's, he's immediately mad that once again Olivia has went <laughs> and done her job yes pull the uh, trickery and then Luke goes back and is like dad you're killing people and he's like so what I'm standing up for myself and then Olivia they see like Olivia is approaching because he's got security cameras all over the place and then Brian puts like a gun to her. Olivia's head when she walks in and takes her gun and then points a gun at her and points a gun at himself. And then Brian's like, oh, I'm not going to shoot myself. I'm going to see what my program actually does and melts his own brain. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Basically, to be fair, I'm kind of surprised that like, you know, at some point before, like, yeah, when it comes to like his, like Brian Dempsey's, uh, like, like when you're writing a code like this, and you're like, oh man, if I look at this, it's going to kill me. It's how do you so curious. It? You'd be like, oh, what does it actually look like though? Like, well, Also, how do you debug that? How do you yeah. debug that code? <laughs> do you just go, oh, there's a, there's an error here. Fuck. I can't look at this. <laughs> I can't look at it to figure it out. Oh, um, shit. Wait, you know what this episode is? It's just a computer science take on Monty Python's deadly joke. Oh. <laughs> he can only code segments of it and then stitch it together. No one man can know the whole joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Uh, yeah. And then I think it's Luke is going to try and hit Olivia with a pipe. And Peter's like, don't do anything stupid. Well, no. Peter runs into Luke in the way. Oh, yeah. And Luke's and like, Luke's- oh, I'm going to hate you with a pipe. And Luke's like, no, don't. You're dumb. And then it turns out his dad did shoot himself. And Luke tries to run, but there's a whole bunch of agents who are like, if you take a step, we'll just shoot. And if you don't take a step, we still might just shoot. No, he's white. It's, it's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Hey, yeah, current he's- social political commentary. He's a white teenager. He's, he's, he's under no danger. Yeah. <laughs> and then Peter is in the car with olivia and he's like why would luke try to protect a murderer and she's like well it's because it's his dad i'm like peter you've been doing the exact same thing since the beginning of the series exactly you've literally been taking care of your dad your dad is arguably a murderer like they explicitly state the only reason he didn't sit trial for manslaughter is because he was crazy also in a lot of ways i would consider a lot of what walter's done to be like almost worse than murder uh because he's he's royally fucked up a lot of people in a lot of bad ways oh yeah um, random torture straight up murdering them <laughs> so much random torture 
Yeah. It's crazy what, what he's done. And Peter's like, why would anyone do that? And I'm like, it's it's you. You've literally done this. You're doing it right now. Yeah. Um, and then Harris <laughs> is like talking to Broyles back at the FBI. And he's like, she disobeyed direct orders. And Broyles is like, I mean, she closed the case. And she didn't really violate regulations. Like, what she did was smart. And Broyles is like, if you... It's a great line, too, because Broyles is like, if you don't stop this personal vendetta, I will put my entire career on the line to fuck with you. Yeah, basically, we, we see the line being drawn in the sand between Broyles and Harris, and they're no longer friends. Like, they weren't friends in the last episode either, but, oh, they're, they're very much on... Uh... Yeah, he's like, all the red tape in the world won't protect you, and I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> hey, we've got Papa, Papa Broyles back. Yeah, and I think this is just the writers being like, it's cool, it's cool, Harris won't be like a constant thing this season. Yeah. He'll be around and he'll be annoying, but it's not just going to be like the world against Olivia. It's like it's French just, team against yeah. Harris. And it's also, not just it's the cool. Harris show. Um, uh, Broyles is on Olivia's side, and therefore Broyles isn't just a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, despite, despite Pilot Broyles defending him. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Pilot, I, again, I think Broyles was supposed to be a villain. You think Bros was supposed to take on Harris's role more, but they realized they needed more, like, they needed someone up top to support Olivia? Yeah. Like, I, I'm wondering if this wasn't supposed to initially be, like, an X-Files thing, where Olivia is kind of, like, shoved into researching these cases, and Bros is like, I don't want her. She's just a liaison. I'm but glad I, they didn't go that route. Yeah. Same. This, this, this method works out way better for them. Yeah. Uh, and then Peter introduces Walter to uh jessica warren and walter's like oh shit yeah i know who you are and it's a very sweet moment when walter's like i remember her um she had a wonderful smile and they kind of go and talk and it's like the woman isn't like angry at him she just wants another connection to her daughter and it's a very yeah. sweet moment yeah it is a very it's, nice little moment that it's have. very surprising yeah. and very nice yeah and it's so, one of the very human moments walter has recently yeah well we want we're, we're continuing to get the progression of walter's character at this point like he's he's come quite a ways from yeah like the pilot from pilot walter everyone has come quite a ways from the pilot yeah. character and as then well. our last scene is olivia at home and peter comes to her door and is like hey i just want to say like you were right about walter thanks for putting walter back into my life and all this it's like i need to trust him more and then rachel comes to talk to peter and they flirt a little bit more and olivia is like cranky and she sees they're flirting and he sees that and is like okay peace bye i'm just gonna leave now sorry what was that david oh i'm just gonna leave now essentially (laughs) but uh that's that's the episode we're finally done talking about (laughs) god so, I'm pretty sure we only spent half that half the episode actually talking about the episode. It's so, so interesting. Bad. <laughs> so uh, moving on uh, from last episode, essentially, we have a new segment called David's interesting facts about the episode. Uh, interesting fact about this episode: apparently, this is the first appearance of the glyphs. That uh, when they were broadcasting the show, they didn't have the glyph between the commercial breaks until now. Really? Oh, interesting. When the show originally broadcasted, they went back and added them for the DVD release. But yeah, huh. the glyphs didn't start appearing until now. Huh. So. Alrighty then. Well, um, hmm. well, I guess that makes sense given what the glyph is for this episode too. It's a. Uh, it would be pretty easy for people. Like, it, it doesn't relate too much to the actual like plot of the episode, but it would be pretty easy for people to like try and like start to figure out because when these glyphs originally came out. They didn't give any like notice or any indication about what the glyphs actually like meant. It people figured out what the ciphers were and figured out what was actually going on in them. 
online. So, uh, Charlie, you want to mention what the cipher for this episode is? Uh, Bishop. Yeah, yeah. which... Which yeah. also, it's about the B-plot. It's not the main sort of fringe stuff, but it is about the B-plot, which is good. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then the, what like is... A, not a crazy word to try and figure out. Uh, What's our clue? Oh, no. Well, the Observer is seen oh, yeah. um, on the... He's seen, like, I think outside Olivia's car when she's driving to go stop Ella from looking at it. But Yeah, when, okay. when, when Olivia gets past... Uh, David, you're gonna be uh, David. You're gonna be upset about the next episode clue. Yeah, I'm always so upset the, about the, the next uh, episode clue. The next episode clue. This one is actually one of the more obvious ones, is what I'll say. Uh, yeah, didn't catch it, but it's definitely probably one of the most obvious ones out there. Um, and it is at the end of the last episode. Remember how we had another cute moment with Olivia and Ella, where mm-hmm. Olivia's reading Ella a book. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the name of that book was? brain melting ponies i don't know it was Close. Because the name of the book was what's that noise oh fuck that, <laughs> that nonsense <laughs> oh <laughs> nonsense such garbage nonsense the, also whoever oh. wrote the goof section or the wiki is about as angry about some of the tech stuff as i am but less forgiving <laughs> Because it's like, oh, the IP addresses on Akeem's terminal fall way outside the range for IPv4 style addresses. Um, clearly, the writers have no concept of network. And then Ooh. someone else came in and was like, this might del- be deliberate, showing IP addresses that are obviously fake. When phone numbers are shown on television, they end up getting spammed. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone just decided to dox whatever IP address they put up there just because it would be funny. Well, I mean, there's uh, a phone number in England that for a while kept getting spam called because it's the number from ACDC's Dirty Deeds. Oh. Like people would call that number and it was just some small British family being like, what do you want? <laughs> Please stop calling us. <laughs> All right. Do we want to go with our uh, ratings for this episode? Uh, um, David, what's your rating? Like a three, two and a half to a three. Yeah, I'm. I'm no, I'm sorry, two and a half. It's better than the previous episode, is what I the will three, say. Yeah. The three is this there is... because of the B plot. I enjoy the B plot, and I thought it was really good, and that's why. Yeah, three, slightly above fifty percent. This is like a two point seven five. I'm, I'm sticking with my two and a half. I like. Yeah. It, the the B plot was definitely what made this what made this decent. Uh, there were some there were some all right parts from the first part, but oh man, once again we've had two. Like it's really bad that the last that the previous episode was the mid season like premiere because you get two really bad fringe like fringe science episodes just to Listen, start the, the remember remember Nick people loved that last episode. I don't care. People, <laughs> people loved that last episode. <laughs> I mean, uh, I will say this episode got like I think a seven out of ten, so like a B rating for most of the reviews I read about it. I will say that we're about to hit three really good episodes. Oh yes, yeah. next that... episode is really good. Also written by uh, Zach Whedon. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah, yeah. and then um, we hit one not so good episode. Then the other ones are fine after that. Actually, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, yes. we've got some. We've got. I'm excited to see where we go from here. Uh... <laughs> Oh God, It'll be guys. happy episodes for the next three, at the very least. This, how long is this episode? <laughs> Look at the time. How long have we been recording? It's like uh, two hours. You don't want to. You don't want to know. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, we're once again in an hour and a half. We we really need to start to cut down that. Uh... Okay. Well, we won't have this conversation on air about what terrible messes we are and how many tangents we go on. Yes. 
uh, yeah, we did ratings, we did Observer, we did Glyph, we did next episode Clue, we did Fun Facts. So I think that brings us just to the end of the episode. Yeah. If you want to tweet at us, we are on Twitter at Forsaf, I believe is the handle. Uh, you can email us at forsaf at gmail.com. If you want to listen to more of this, if you so choose, then we're on Podbean, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify. Um, please leave comments. Just please. <laughs> Let us, unless, unless you're my sister listening to this, and then you can just text me. <laughs> I don't know what's happening as well. Uh, engagement, engagement. Please. Uh, outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.